Vikings hot takes. Season two, we have a new man in purple, and he made his introduction today. We're here to talk Kwesi Adafa Mensa coming to you live right now. Dave, let's get to it. Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Welcome to the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show, Vikings Hot Takes. We've got me, Flip Mozzie. We've got Eric J. Thompson. We've got six questions, 20 minutes, and the fans with answers in the comments. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, how you doing, man? Well, I mean, I'd just like to introduce everyone to our new Lord and Savior, Kwesi uh, Adolfo Mensa. That's, uh, I think that's, I've been going around just texting everyone. Uh, it's it's a celebratory mood on Vikings Twitter, and it should be. Like, this is exciting. There, there's a new regime starting. There's still a lot of moves to be made. There's still a lot of results that have to be seen on the field, and there has a lot of tough decisions. But right now, this is the fun part. This is this is where hope, you know, in that in that never-ending cycle of Vikings, uh, this is where they get start getting our hopes up, and they really, uh, you know, they'll, they'll let us down in probably 11 months from now. But right now, this is a really fun part of the season. They will not let us down this time. It is going to work. <laughs> okay. Uh, like Good. you said, the hope begins now, and we got to begin the show. So, Dave, if you can put the 20 minutes on the clock. First question. We've got plenty of time to talk, Quasi. Eric, does the Green Bay loss this past weekend change your outlook on the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, this what a great start to this show. We get to talk about the GM a whole bunch <laughs> in these 20 minutes, but we get to start out with another Packers playoff loss and the possible demise of the Aaron Rodgers era. 30 straight years, 30 years of two of nothing but Hall of Fame quarterbacks and two Super Bowls to show for it. That's two more I would kill for one. I understand. But man, uh, that that was a tasty loss on Saturday night. Um, it doesn't change. You know, the Packers losing is always great for Vikings fans. Uh, Schadenfreude is always is as kind of our, our our go-to emotion after the Vikings are eliminated. But it doesn't really change my mm. outlook on the Vikings just because there's a lot of work to do, you know, with how they're going to perform in 2022. They have plenty of going on in case you haven't heard. I mean, like, you know, but mm-hmm. if this is, you know, with Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett already departing to be the next head coach of the Broncos, the, the Aaron Rodgers rumor mill is already just kicking out at full gear. It's definitely going to impact the NFC North if there are wholesale changes in Green Bay because the Packers could take some huge steps back it's, as as much as uh, crap we can give the, the Packers for only winning those two Super Bowls with Favre and Rodgers. They're competing for Super Bowls every year because of Favre and Rodgers. So if, they, if he leaves, that, that yeah. leaves the NFC North wide open. I mean, the Bears and Vikings are both kicking off new GM and the head coach you know, they're whole new regimes. The Lions are in year two of their newest regime, and they're still the Detroit Lions. And, you know, I, I've already joked in a couple of uh, DM groups that, you know, the, the 2022 Vikings could be the eight and nine NFC North champions. I mean, the, that's a really yeah. like this division. <laughs> uh, it, it, it could be ever, almost everyone kind of pressing the reset button. So, yeah, like the, it, it changes. It doesn't change my outlook for the Vikings. I think they're going to have their own struggles and growing pains uh, with the new head coach and GM. 
but if if the Packers do, if if they lose that Hall of Fame quarterback, it's it's um you know it's going to be really interesting in twenty twenty two and beyond. Yeah. So I just. My issue with it is we're not trying to be the best of the NFC North. Uh, we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. And so if the NFC North, you know, certainly looks like things are on the downswing, but if those teams start to suck, including the Packers, we just got to start comparing ourselves to other teams that do not suck. Keep the standard yep. high because – the Vikings were ninth in the NFC and they were 19th in the NFL this year. So even if they somehow are better than the Packers by default, that's still only eighth in the NFC, not even the playoffs, 18th in the NFL. So we got to just focus on ourselves and not rely on the other teams, on our rivals to, to be a good measuring stick. Let's be our own measuring stick for once. Right. Yeah. I mean, because winning a bad division doesn't get you anywhere. The Vikings have they they've yeah. they've won the NFC North before. They, they've been there, done that. It's advancing the playoffs, and that might take a few years. Yeah. So don't have the you know don't go into twenty two saying all right, let's get a quick fix and maybe we can compete for the division title. Do the right fix. Do the right long term thing. So you're you're like the next can, kind of Kansas City or you know the, these teams that are consistently making the playoffs rather than just going going for a, a quick one and done and um, maybe making the playoffs. Yeah, Nick Howard's right. got I it first, right. Buffalo yeah. and KC should be the standard. Absolutely. I mean, it'd be nice to find a Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes, but that's a different story. My <laughs> first question for you is um, uh, our, our new GM, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, uh, what are your first impressions after his introductory press conference today? Yeah, so I got into it on the daily sit rep a little bit this morning, but watching that press conference, I... I, I don't just feel a great hire here. I feel a fit. And, you know, his comments about family, uh, intelligence, uh, good intentions, and humility, I think that's going to resonate with all of the Minnesota Vikings fans. And I think it also resonates with just all of the aspects that are reflected in the Wilfs ownership mindset and structure. You know, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to open up and talk for 20 minutes about his upbringing, about his mother, about the mentors, about both stops in, you know, Princeton, Stanford, uh, San Francisco, and Cleveland. He did not have to open up like that. He could have just kept it to football and strategy and research and development but no he is a person who's trying to show us his personality and i just love that that's the first thing that stood out for me number two is that you know he's been trained for this he wasn't just on the staff in san francisco and cleveland but in both stops they were like john you know john Lynch was like asking him to do more and he was saying yes. And Andrew Barry specifically was like, you are going to be a GM. So I'm going to train you for that role. He has been trained for this moment. And I love that. 
yeah, I mean, if if this is the Bachelor, he, you'd give uh, you'd give Quasi the the first impression rose. I mean, he knocked that out of the park. And again, yes, we are in day one of his introductory press conference. We haven't won anything. Like the the results on the field and what he actually does with the team are going to matter more than any press conference and any uh, you know beautiful wording that he put together. And anyone you know, I mean, he's he's bringing up his mom. Like I mean, like he's trying to he's he's, he's making it dusty on his on his opening press conference. Oh, I mean, it was absolutely. Oh, I was amazing. choking up. Were you choking up? I know. I choking yes, up. I'm like you bringing bringing in moms right away. Like that was I. That was amazing. I mean, I I joked. I'm, I'm like. During the press conference, I'm, I'm going to have a sore neck and sore hands from basically I was doing the Michael Scott, you know, yes, thank you, GIF, like the entire time <laughs> yeah. I was listening to him because it's it's just yeah. the breath of fresh air that Vikings really need. And my favorite part, it was like, you know, he's not going to say he doesn't have a way like he doesn't have like this is my, the, the previous regime kind of got stuck in that. It's like this is my defensive system. This is my way of drafting. This is he's going to he's going to get opinions of other people. He's going to try to surround himself with the smartest people and the best supporting cast. And that's what I really think you need to do. It's a true team effort in today's NFL. Everyone can do the X's and O's. There's lots of you know, the, the information and research is available. And I like how we kind of downplayed the whole analytics buzzword. And we can talk about probably in the mm-hmm. next question a little bit but yeah like it was um again as, as far as first impression goes it was incredible yeah all right well we're just going to keep on talking about quasi here absolutely uh, you know t- tell me about him what do you what do you okay. think about what he's going to do here yeah again after the first impressions i, I mean i i think the, you know the did you know that he got a degree at Princeton in economics and he actually was a, a Wall Street day trader? That is going to be the new, did you know Adam Thielen played at Minnesota State on a $500 <laughs> yes. scholarship and, and almost sold dental equipment? That's going to be the go-to story yeah. on every national game now. You know that, right? Like the first time that they're yeah. on Sunday Night Football, they're going to bring up, oh, the Vikings yeah. new GM. You know, but that, I mean, yes, that's, that's, that he definitely does not come from a, an orthodox background for a GM. And, but at this point, I kind of love the fresh start. I mean, again, like we, mm-hmm. I touched a little bit, just the term analytics, it's been so bastardized in the NFL the last two, it's been oversimplified. I think it's like, well, you punch in these numbers to a computer and it tells you where to go for it on fourth down or where, where did they go for two? That's not analytics. That's a part of it. It doesn't boil yeah. down to, should you just go for it on fourth down? You know, X and, you know, it's not binary decisions. It's evaluating sets of information. A lot of these sets of information weren't even utilized in, you know, five, 10, 20 years ago, but it's including that information mm-hmm. in a holistic approach to how you coach, to how you pay, to how you draft, to how you build your team. And I think that's what Adolfo Mensa was really trying to get across in his press conference is that, hey, this is just part of it. Yes, analytics are a thing and that's the, the cool buzzword. But he kind of mm-hmm. like he really went out of his way to downplay it. like, hey, this is not I'm not just the analytics guy. Like that's what I think they're kind of both. Oh, he's an economics guy. He's just going to, you know, come up with an algorithm to, to make the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. And I think, like you said, he has been groomed at his previous stops. Like this has kind of been the, the ultimate goal for him for quite a while, even though he's only been in the NFL for what, nine years. I think it, this is, you yeah. know, he, this is what he was destined for. And he kind of said it like he was meant to be here. And I really hope he's right. Because again, like there's a lot to be excited about, about him. Yeah. So you, you know, we're on that, that Quasi train G Mac. Uh, I am going to voice a concern here. This is dangerous, but the name of the show is Vikings Hot Takes. So I'm not trying to burst bubbles, but I'm a little worried about timing because 
I think I agree with all the things he said about understanding the current culture before making any decisions, gathering opinions and forming a consensus and doing all that. But this is the NFL and there is real time pressure, especially right now. Those things he was saying about, sure, they've done the coaching interviews, but I may want to do my own interviews and expand the candidate pool. Coaches are already getting hired. So I just like, it's not just a coach too. We have to build out the coaching staff as well. And that is going to be very competitive. So I do want to say like, we have to be very careful here and not take too long to do all these key things this off season. Yep. And I think that transitions very well into our next question here is, uh, who's your favorite for the next Vikings head coach? Because that's the next thing on the agenda, isn't it? Yeah, that really is. You know, I I, I know that the word on the street is that uh, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, and D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers defensive coordinator, are going to be the ones favorited. Um, they're playing this Sunday. The the theme of collective decision-making is really what stuck out to me this morning. And so I think it's a clear number one in this debate, and that number one is Raheem Morris. Like, get that man okay. in the building now. And if you don't know about Raheem Morris, he's the Rams' defensive coordinator right now. He has experience at head coach, but he's also in his 20-year a career as an NFL coach. He's coached both the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he knows Sean McVay, which is very important <laughs> in this day and age. Well, that automatically gets also, you a job in today's NFL, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, also knows Kyro Shanahan and our old friend Mike Tomlin speaks very highly about Raheem Morris and his leadership ability. So I don't think it's close. I think he should be the pick. And I'm starting to be pretty passionate about that. What do you think? Okay, I'm. I, I still. I like Morris is definitely up there for me. I think he's definitely in my in my top three. And I I don't have anyone I'm really pounding the table for. But if you went just off of what other people in the NFL say, pairing uh, Morris with Adolfo Mensa would be like the All Star team of you no know what like everyone loves the guys. That's great. Like that's uh, and again Morris. Again, I tr- I'm emphasizing this. I think we talked about this a little bit on the last show, and I talk about it all the time on Twitter. Do not be scared by the defensive coordinator title, Please, especially with Morris, yeah. because he has, a, he has experience on both sides of the ball. But even if it's like someone like D'Amico Ryans, who just got done shutting down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, that's a pretty good trait to have. Um, it, the pendulum doesn't have to swing to the young offensive next Sean McVay just because the last guy was an old defensive stubborn <laughs> guy you know like it doesn't it doesn't have to do that but like again like it's i i think you know i guess what out of the five that they've interviewed i think there are five candidates they've already interviewed that are in that pool it's D'Amico ryan's raheem morris todd bowles kevin o'connell and then uh jonathan gannon from the eagles who 
I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of personally, but those are the five. And but it does sound like they might bring in a, a couple yeah. other candidates. Um, yeah. shout out to the to our to our chat by the way. They're, they're they must be getting after. Yeah. They're talking about what they're drinking. I like that's that's the way to watch us is is with a alcoholic beverage. But anyways, uh, back yeah, on topic funny. here. I think that's the I I like the Morris pick, but again, I think it's um. Time is of the essence, like you said. They, they're not going to have yeah. three, four weeks to to mull over the, the best possible candidates. They're going to have to move. A couple of them are already off the board. And usually when a couple of dominoes fall, the, the other ones aren't too far behind. So uh, definitely explore all your options now that you have a guy in the GM uh, position. But it has to be quick as, quickly as well. Yeah, but it also has to be Raheem Morris. So let's move to the next question. Uh, <laughs> Eric, another curveball. Tell me about the Bears' new GM, Ryan Poles. Well, I mean, it's it's that's it's going to be the guy that Adolfo Mensa is uh, compared against, uh, no matter what, because they're starting in the same division at the same time. But I like the full circle story. Um, he was an undrafted free agent out of I think he, yeah he blocked for Matt Ryan back in the Boston College days, right? I think that's where his, he came his, from. Uh, Matt his, Matt uh, Ryan's college roommate. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but he, uh, I don't think he ever made the Bears or played for the Bears. But that was he's now home because he was that was his cup of coffee in the NFL, and you you can't argue with the the his previous stop. He spent the last thirteen years in Kansas City, and I mean he really he helped transform that team into the powerhouse that they are today. And he's under three different GMs, so Kansas City obviously like keeping him around. But again, like you can go back and forth on the. I I thought polls, you know, polls was apparently one of the two finalists for the the Vikings and you know Bears fans will come out and say well we got our guy first you had to get the leftovers and vice versa oh no we're gonna have this guy I think both are very good options and it's going to come down to you know the what the results are and I mean it, everyone is going to claim that they got their guy the Vi- you know the Vikings are going to say they got their top choice the Bears are going to say that and people are going to make sweeping assumptions about the uh you know uh the Poles and Iberflus and uh, Adolfo Mensa and whoever the Vikings hire. I mean, like the Bears and Vikings could play week one of the 2022 season. And people are like, based on that result, they're going to be like, well, see, look, look yeah. who we won. Well, we got the better guys. You know? <laughs> yep. it's, it's going to happen. And that's and throughout their respective yeah. tenures, as long as they're both there, they're, they're going to be compared as long as they're in the same division. But, um, you know, like I, I like the Vikings choice and I think Bears fans should be pretty excited as well because Poles definitely has the, the, the more traditional GM pedigree where he kind of cut his teeth um, and moved up through the ranks uh, with a really good franchise. So I think it, there's a lot to like about both of them and um, it, we'll see how it plays out over the next several years. But yeah, they, they are going to be a one-to-one comparison uh, from now until one of them departs. Yeah, it is amazing how quickly some fans went from wanting Ryan Poles to calling him our mortal enemy. It's just <laughs> just like that. But I, I do think that he was a really strong candidate. And if anything, again, it's not about questioning the Odoka Mensa decision. I think it's about just giving the Wilfs credit for generating more than one good candidate here. Um, you know, you talk about polls and his experience. Basically, he was given full credit for reinvigorating the Chiefs offensive line. Um, You talk about his varied experience under three different general managers in Kansas City, and they were all successful. And then, like, he saw live the process of drafting Patrick Mahomes and then developing Mahomes and trading Alex Smith away. So I'm not saying that he was responsible for that, but he actually saw, like, that on a day-to-day basis. 
And I think that's got to count for something. So I think we, again, we found the right fit, but there were two strong candidates here. Yep, absolutely. And again, most most regular fans didn't have a clue who either guy was probably three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Like that's all it meant. We, we don't know the intricacies of their long-term plans. We just like what we've heard about them. That's and, and so far so good. So that's all both fan, both fan bases should be happy. So my, my yeah. final question for final you, we've question. already talked about, we got the GMs in place and obviously the, the top priorities find that new head coach after finding that head coach, what should Adolfo Mensa's first order of business be? Well, after he hires Raheem Morris, um, I, I, we already talked about building out the rest of the coaching staff. So, you know, there are a few options out there that I like, but let's just see who the head coach is. So, you know, he also talked about going, you know, getting to know everybody. So maybe there's a, a Vikings company retreat, you know, maybe they, he flies everybody down to, to the Bahamas or Hawaii, doing, you know, doing trust falls. <laughs> what what better way to learn about everyone than trust falls and cheesy icebreakers, and just get a <laughs> sense of that culture? You know, maybe you know, ask ask Eric Kendricks about his preferred hair hair treatments. You know, cook some steak with Kirk Cousins. Just get to know the, <laughs> no, the team no, no, that he. <laughs> No, you know, I I really can't look past the head coach. I know the Kirk Cousins and the cap decisions are looming in the future. Right. But uh, no, you know, just I think it's really important. All those things he said about getting to know the people he's going to collaborate with. Get some trust falls done in the month of February. And Joe Shea, I'm sorry, man, you're not invited to the wedding. So, Eric, I'll give you 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think what you ever covered, but the first big decisions he needs to make, I think there's one huge decision on both sides of the ball. What to do with number eight and what to do with number 99, with Cousins and Hunter. I think both of them will be around in 2022 for probably different reasons. Hunter, I think, is an anchor of the defense still, as long as he's healthy. Cousins, I just think it's too hard to really move him. But those are the two huge decisions, and they got to make those early so the Vikings know kind of where to gauge on each side of the ball going forward. But yeah, he's got to get to know everyone yeah. first. That's that's absolutely job number one. Yeah. And right yeah, at the buzzer again. Right at the buzzer. Eric always fits it in. I literally tried to just filibuster that so we wouldn't have time to make <laughs> a good point. But Eric's always got the hot takes. So yeah, y'all know what it is. The head coach hire is next. And if that happens by next Thursday, we'll be here with the hot takes. That's just a nice short awesome. episode for y'all to enjoy the enjoy the night. Go ahead. And we got Eric. another. We got another. We got another Adolfo Mensa fan. Every time I say his name, Oscar oh, look at comes this. down and he gets really excited. So Oscar, Oscar's <laughs> excited. And we, hey, yep. we've got we've got two championship games. So y'all enjoy the playoff football. We got some great football last weekend, so hopefully that trend continues. Absolutely. Thanks for everyone uh, for joining in the chat. It was an awesome uh, back and forth. I I have to make sure I'm not just staring and laughing at the chat. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. (laughs) Amazing, amazing in the comments, amazing fans. And it's just a great day to be a Vikings fan. A lot of hope. So 
Skull Bikes. Skull. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.